Hey guys, welcome to the farm, where we're trying to be the voice for the American farmer, the renegades who go against the grain of modern society in a way that really this country was built on. And whether you live out in BFE like we do, my nearest neighbor is five miles from my front door, or you live in the big city, no matter what walk of life you may have grown up in or experienced, we're glad you're here, and we think that um, you may be able to get something out of this podcast, whether it's farm-related, business-related, personal-related, definitely not relationship-related. You ain't going to be able to learn anything about relationships from especially this dude or me. Not a very good duo here if you want to learn about relationships. Yeah, yeah. If you want to take anything from this podcast relationship-wise, do the polar opposite of whatever Cole and I do because we're sitting here at 28 and 23. 23, yeah. We ain't very good at it. No, we've had a bunch of train wrecks for relationships. But that is not what we're going to discuss today. That's a topic for another time. Today, we are going to talk about planning season. It is April 5th 5th here today, and we are about ready to get into the fields. It's almost go time. Yeah, we actually uh, got lucky. We missed the rain last night uh, just right here in the central area around our home base, which is nice because we're going to start out there tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to start tuning in these planners, making sure that – well, we're going to have issues. We always do have issues. Yeah. But for the most part, we've done all the work in the shop that we can do. It's time to get them out in the field, see what uh, you know issues they may have software-wise, mechanically. I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of issues compared to normal years. You guys have done some work in the shop over the, the winter. Yeah, the guys have went through everything. I mean – we have we have very nice equipment, but you know we put a lot of acres on it every year, mm-hmm. and so we have to basically rebuild a drill every year. Putting four or five thousand acres on one drill is a lot to put on. So the guys have had three full months of shop work, basically stuck mm-hmm. inside the shop during the winter, and they got everything done. Everything is completely redone, reset up, all new gauge wheels, all new closing wheels, all new cutting wheels. I mean, they're you. Everything's new, so they did their job. Now it's our yep. time. That's right. And for those of you that don't know what any of that means, don't feel bad because I don't know a whole lot about it either. I've ran a drill a time or two, but I'm not as well versed as Cole is. Those guys that are in the field, I'm more of the the back end staff. And by back end, I'm in the office or I'm delivering the food, the bush lattes or whatever it may be to whatever the guys. It takes. <laughs> I keep the guys going. I'm not necessarily in the tractor cab. I try to hop in one every now and then, but the guys don't let me. And for some reason, they act like I'm a horrible operator, and I have no idea why. Well, I might have an idea. So, uh... This last week does not count. That was a really, really bad situation. Do you, would you like to say what happened this past week, since you're this great operator? Or uh, do I need to tell a story? <laughs> All right, if, if I'm going to be slammed, at least let me tell it from my perspective, okay? okay? Then I get my turn, because <clears throat> I know what actually happened. Okay, so... Every single year, for the most part, we're burning CRP grasses. So there's these tall grasses, and we light them on fire to regenerate growth for the tall grasses, as well as we like to find deer antlers. So uh, it's a lot easier to find sheds whenever there's no grass there to look through. But we were doing a project for a landowner of ours, burning off a bunch of grasses and replanting um, some different species in these pasture fields. And this was up in North Missouri, Mercer County, which is basically all pasture ground, rolling hills, Basically, if you light one field on fire and you do it wrong, the entire county could go up in flames. And I am not even kidding. It is pretty all, scary. All grasses. Not a lot of ag up there. A lot no, of grasses. a lot of grasses. It's pretty horrible ag ground. So it's mostly grasses. And we did the best we've ever done as far as creating fire breaks around the border of these fields that we were burning. And we really like put a lot of time and effort into making sure that this thing was going to go smoothly. I'm not going to lie. I actually feel like this is probably like the safest we ever were going into a burn. We put before. so much time and effort yeah. into this thing. 
And it went really well. Like everything I thought was great until later that evening. Like it, we, the fires all went out. We drove the borders. Everything looked good. So we left. And that evening about 5 p.m., all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. And I've got calls from the fire department, from the local neighbors, from the landowner. There's a fire raging. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm two hours away. So I take off to get back up there. Cole's freaking out as well because he's getting these same calls. We don't know what in the hell is going on. And we get up there, uh, and really for the most part, it, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it got out like 20 feet from our fire break. It wasn't terrible. It was not terrible as far as fires go. We've had a lot worse. We yeah. know of people that have had a hell of a lot worse. And for being able to try and control the uncontrollable, we did a fairly decent job. We had some neighbors, uh, one of which who's more city-oriented, not very familiar with fires, actually moved in from a big city. And he was freaking out. He'd never seen a fire before. So he's calling the fire departments. He's calling me saying everything's about to burn down. So I don't know what I was about to get myself into. And I get up there and it's like, oh, like fire's out. Like that's that's all that really took was like freaking 20 yards of kicking debris on it. We thought the fire was out. It was out. It was out. No, it was out. So we go to bed that night. Everything is all good. 5 a.m. the next morning. The same neighbor, I gave him my phone number because I felt bad because he was freaking the hell out for really no reason, but that's a story for another time. It really wasn't even all that bad, but he was freaking the hell out, so I wanted to make him feel a little better, so I gave him my phone number. I said, if you have any issues, give me a call. 5 a.m. the next morning, he's blowing up my phone again. I'm trying to get my morning work done. He's calling me off the hook five times in a row, so I answer the call, and he's like, you guys didn't put the fire out. I'm like, oh, God, it's up again. Like, what's going on now? And he's like, there's a hay bale smoking. Yeah, he was, Stephen called me and he's like, dude, this guy's freaking out saying there's a hay bale on fire. It's going to catch everything else on fire again. And he's like, we got to go up there. Well, I actually, that morning we had our pre-planning season meeting, which is like the most important meeting. It is. Yeah, it's pretty important. I mean, so in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't seem that important now. But I couldn't really miss it. I was, uh, you know, a big part of the meeting. I had to talk about it and, you know, let the guys know a little bit what's going on with plant season. So I kind of had to be there. So Steven had to go up by himself with With, our ranger. With Jesse's ranger, our brother Jesse's ranger. So thank God he isn't here today. So I go off by myself to go see what this big hay bale on fire is all about. I get up there. The hay bale is smoking. And for any of you that have ever, like, been around a hay bale that is burning – that thing will smolder and smoke for two to three weeks straight because it is such a tightly bound wad of grass, basically. Imagine, like, taking as much grass as possible and stuffing it into a ball as tight as you can. It's basically like a, a torch, except it doesn't light. It just kind of burns very slowly, and it'll just smolder. It won't ever actually catch. And so I get up there. This thing's just smoking. It wasn't going to catch anything else on fire, but this neighbor is standing out there freaking out. Like, it's 250 yards from his house, and he's saying that if this thing catches on fire, mind you, it's in the middle of an already burnt area. There's nothing else that could burn around it. It was going to somehow reach his house. And so, again, to pacify a neighbor that did not understand the concept of fire, I decided in my uh, greatest line of thinking that I was going to blow this hay bale out with a backpack blower. I was like, you know what? It's just barely smoldering. It's smoking a little bit. I'm going to take a backpack blower to this thing, and I'm going to blow it out. The minute I touched that hay bale with the backpack blower, it was like a bomb went off. It was just, 
like lit up. The neighbor's standing there beside me. I'm standing there. I'm like, shit. And so it's just taken off. All of a sudden, you have 15-foot flames. And, you know, this hay bale is in the middle of a burned area, but there is like this pine tree with some branches that are, I don't know, six foot away. And so I was like, man, I don't want anything stupid to happen. I've already taken too many damn calls for this freaking fire. I'm over it. I'm just going to push this hay bale out into the middle of nothing, like the middle of this field. That's and already af- burnt. So that's already black. burnt. Yeah, so it's all black. So there's nothing that could catch on fire all the way around it. And I was like, I'm just going to get it a little bit further away from this pine tree so that way there's absolutely no way in hell anything else can catch on fire. Well, this is a 2,000-pound hay bale. This is not like a small hay bale, and it's on fire. So I'm sitting there with a neighbor that's freaking out, and instead of calling the fire department, which in hindsight would have been the very intelligent thing to do, in the heat of the moment, I was like, you know what? I have this ranger here, my brother Jesse's ranger. This nice new ranger. Pretty nice new ranger. I can just, like, bump this hay bale from the backside. So That's this hay on bale, fire. The hay bale's on fire. The backside was not. It was, like, the front side of the hay bale. So the backside of the hay bale was not on fire. I was like, if I just, like, scoot this thing three or four yards further away from this pine tree, I'll feel good about it. It'll burn to a crisp. Like, nothing will happen. So I go up, and I hit the hay bale with the ranger. And it moves a little bit, but just like six inches. And I just kind of love tapped it. Like, I really didn't get after it. And so I was like, all right, you know what? I just moved it six inches. This is going to work, but I'm going to have to hit it a little bit harder than I thought. So I backed up about five feet, put her in low, and then pedaled to the metal. I hit this hay bale going pretty fast because I was like, I want to get this thing, you know, three to five yards out there in the field. Well, whenever I hit that hay bale, it exploded, and it was like, little cores of this hay bale were all around. Well, one of those little hard cores, like the very center of the hay bale, went under the ranger, and it high-centered me. And then all of a sudden, it went from just like the front side of the hay bale being on fire to there was fire all around me, fire underneath the ranger. Like there was, it went to hell in a handbasket in about that fast. And so I open up the doors, I jump out, there's like flames coming up around the ranger. I didn't even grab, like I had a gallon water jug and I was really thirsty, and I didn't grab it, so it burnt to hell. I did grab the backpack blowers that were in the bed of the ranger. I was able to get those, and then I just stood there 10 feet away, and I'm just watching this thing burn, and I'm like, like, there's nothing I can do here. I tried to turn on the backpack blower, and I tried to blow on the ranger, and that just made it even worse. Like, that just incinerated the ranger, and I just was like, well. I think I called you at, like, the worst time. You literally like, called me at the worst time. Cole's like, how's it going? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure you literally just got I, the ranger to stand there looking at like, it. I'd rather not talk about it. And I did call the fire department. They took 30 minutes to come out there. We're in rural Missouri, BFE Missouri. There's no one that's going to be there in under 30 minutes. Like, it takes 30 minutes just to get there from whatever town they're coming from. And so by that time, I was like... This ranger's gone. There's no no chance of bringing it back. So I just started, like, filming it. What else am I going to do? Well, at least I can film myself standing in front of this burning ranger. And the neighbor, I think the neighbor just at this point was just over it. Like, he just went back to his house, like, whatever. And I'm like, eh, you know what? It's better off if you and I just don't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're really going to get along with that neighbor. No, no. He doesn't seem to like us too much. No, no, for sure not. I'm actually, I, I regret giving him my phone number. If that, that would all have been avoided if I just didn't give him my phone number. Yep. But 
hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh well, and now yeah, this fight, this ranger burnt to a crisp. Like there's nothing left but the frame. It's gone. It's gone. Jesse's like, ranger. Is Jesse's gone. ranger is gone. And so, I was avoiding telling Jesse. I didn't know what to say. And I, I honestly, like, I didn't tell anyone anything. I went up there that morning with a trailer and a ranger, and I came back with just a trailer. And I was like, like, what do I say? Do I just tell him I left the ranger up there? Am I just going to give it, like, a month, let things kind of blow over, get into the thick of planting season, and then say, oh, hey, Jesse, your ranger burned up a month ago. But I did not. I told you guys exactly what happened. I did not tell. Actually, I think I told him. Maybe you told him. I have not told Dad yet because that there's just some things that – it's better left, like, if he just doesn't know, and if we just, like, replace it, he'll be like, is that a new Ranger? We'll be like, yeah. Exactly. So, I'm replacing my brother's Ranger with a new Honda. It's expensive. That was a very, very expensive mistake, and I have a feeling that whenever this new Honda comes in, it's just like a Ranger. Hopefully, it runs a little better. Here in about two months, my dad will see it. He'll be like, oh, I thought we had a Ranger, and we'll be like, no, it was always a Honda. He'll just be like, oh, Okay. But at least that's in my head. That's what the concept is going to be. So if he listens to this podcast, I'm done for. But I might block his Instagram from seeing this post. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> going to tell him. <laughs> it was a rough week. So needless to say, no one wants me in a piece of equipment. And it's probably justified. I'm probably better off in the office pushing paper or making decisions that are outside of the tractor cab and not behind the wheel. You're very good at what you do. But uh, we could go into a few more stories if we need to about your operating skills. No, we're good there. That's a good enough one for now. I think that we'd need to just move on from last week and the hellhole that was burning the fires, the grasses, the ranger. Let's just put last week to bed. Yeah. And never bring it up. We don't like fire. Ever again. We'll never bring it up ever again. Hate fire. (laughs) So, going into this week... We're going to start planting here pretty quick. We're about to start rolling. It's exciting times. We have some other really, really cool projects coming down the line. We are going to be surviving on Addy Loops and energy drinks. Not that I usually don't survive on that, but especially so over the next three months. I make no, um, like, I, I, I'm i just coming out there and saying it. I'm going to live on Addy Loops and energy drinks. Well, we're both legally prescribed to it, and... Exactly. So we can say it. We can. We can. And that's what we're going to do, and that's the only way we're going to make it through the next three months. Literally, we're going to be rolling 24-7, 365, not only on farming, not only on my Apex Protein Snacks, not only on the car washes, but a really, really cool project that we are not going to disclose yet, but it's going to be coming out later this year. We're excited about it. Some big things happening. It should get interesting really quick. It should get interesting uh, really quick. If we'll it's see. in a great way, good way, bad way, but it's going to get interesting. It's to be determined. Yep. Who knows? It could end up being great. could end up being awful. But we could end a- up burning everything to the ground. Knock on wood, I already did that, and we can't uh, do that again. So Let's not do that again. But. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you've got for this episode before we get into, you know, you get into the tractor cab, and you're really going to be doing the next podcast from your phone? Yeah, I mean, not Maybe else. we'll bring you in. Jesse and I will be sitting in here. We'll be enjoying some coffee, maybe some you breakfast. Can, like, zoom me in on yeah, TV we'll zoom. Right in. We're gonna put a TV. Yeah, we'll we'll mount like a screen right here, yeah, and then we'll zoom in right. while you're busting your butt like 18 hours straight in the tractor cab. We'll be like, "Hey, what's up, Cole?" That'd be nice. I appreciate that. We'll be like, "Ah, I'm gonna go work out. Maybe go to lunch. What are you doing later?" <laughs> I hate those phone calls. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know this episode was pretty short, but we're about to get 
busy as hell, and so we didn't have the time to really sit here and chew the fat on an important topic. So, And really, I didn't want to even bring up the Ranger ordeal. I was going to keep that kind of under wraps and not really it was my idea i wanted to bring it up it was coles i actually i swear to god i have not told my dad yet so whenever he listens to this episode i'm not going to tell him either i'm going to let him listen to the episode we'll see if he actually pays attention and listens to the entire thing to hear what happens my guess is he only listens to the first two or three minutes and he doesn't even know what happens that's how much you want to bet on that how much you want to bet i don't know he won't listen to it i know i know so don't tell him please yeah do not hit him up i owe my brother a New side-by-side. Side. Actually, it's ordered already, and I'm not looking forward to paying for that because it hurts a lot. He has to do it now. He said it. On, I know, no, it's film. already ordered. It's oh, already totally ordered. ordered. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesse yeah. and I had bets so you wouldn't do it. So, <sighs> Yeah, it's coming. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Kate. if you like this, there's going to be a lot more of these coming down the line. We're going to be getting into a lot of more interesting topics whenever we can actually talk about them, which is going to be coming very soon. If you like this podcast, please share, tell a friend. We're never going to run ads. We're just here to be the voice of the American farmer. Again, living this renegade life that goes against the grain of modern society. That's what we're all about. It's such a good moral foundation to build character traits from. It's such a good industry to grow and raise a family in. It's a tough industry, but it's tough, and it teaches you a lot. And so we love it. It's always it's, it's a part of us. It runs in our blood, and it's never going to change. We're always going to be farmers at heart. So, guys, thank you so much. Cole, one hell of a life. Three, one hell of a life. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much.